Welcome to the Harbinger of Fun podcast. I'm Joe Mars, the Harbinger of Fun, and I'd like to talk about what makes something fun, why it matters, and how to wield its mighty powers. So, without further ado, on to the show. So you, you've done the, uh, I know there's like current projects you can't talk about, obviously, but like you, I guess your, your, your biggest claim to fame, since my job is, I want to make Matt Hutchinson famous. Okay. Um, <laughs> is you actually did, what is it like 10 years working on levels for various Call of Duty games? Um, not 10, about six and a half. Okay. Uh, for COD specifically. And then, um, yeah, so about six and a half for COD specifically. But which which Call of Duty did you work on? So Black Ops 1, 2, and 3. Uh, I did the single player camp. I did some single player campaign levels primarily. And then um, after the game ship, I moved on to DLC levels for multiplayer. So, um, okay. So working on, on, on uh, like probably the biggest, if not one of the biggest first person shooter franchises of all time. Um, are there any like takeaways that you got from what makes a, a, a fun or engaging level? So many. Um, so like, I, I would say diversity is one of those, the things that is probably the least talked about. Interesting. Um, so like just in terms of diversity of environments in a single level, I think makes it more interesting from like a single player standpoint. And, and diversity in how you move about it as mm. well, right? Like, I think if a level, if I'm only walking or sprinting in a level, I'm probably not doing it right. Like, I have to jump or crouch or use some sort of tool or something to, to explore. I think, I think those levels are more interesting. Um, okay. You get variety in your movement. You don't get, like, bored. There's always, like, another kind of obstacle in front of you so to speak right like oh i don't you know like like oh i have to crouch under this thing and it could be super minor um but that's what engages people and i think choices in terms of like how they navigate the space right um because like a lot of modern levels are very linear and then you have like no choice right um, but you can give like illusion of choice and some people made fun of it like at the time when mm-hmm. we were discussing these things, but I think it's, it works, um, because it just gives you a, you know, um, a little bit of agency, even if there's not much, right? Like, oh, I can choose to go left or right here and they lead maybe to different spots, but maybe they converge at the end, right? Uh-huh. Um, just to give players some options. Um, so that's, those are, you know, that's like a basic thing, but I think it does a lot of heavy lifting. Um, and how do you, how do you, uh, or, or is this a conscious part of your design where you try to make it seem like it's the character's choice or like, or is, is that a part of your design where you're like, I want to make the player feel like they're exploring? Um, and if so, how do you do that? Uh, sometimes it is, I mean, usually for COD, it's not right. Like, <laughs> like usually it's, I'm, I'm trying to lead you to like a show piece. 
right? Oh. And I'm trying to frame a cool moment, right? Okay. So it's not it's not usually like, oh, I want to give you a sense of of exploration, but it's like it it still gives you a little bit of discovery, right? Like, oh, I d look at this awesome thing that I'm seeing for the first time, right? Mm. So I think that's probably the, the most important thing, more so than like exploration, like exploration leads to discovery, mm -hmm. right? But I think the discovery part is the most important part. Nice, okay. Right? That's like kind of the feel good, you know, that's the, the stuff that people like, right? Like, oh, I just discovered this new thing, right? Like you don't have to spend a ton of time in exploring. Like, I think a lot of times people will spend too much time in exploring and then you get bored. Because you didn't get that, you know, dopamine hit. Uh, right. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. Right. Like, like if you if your exploration can turn into getting lost. Right. Right. So like essentially, you want to stop exploration, right at that precipice, like right before they feel like they're they've had enough. You know? <laughs> right. So uh -oh. that's balance, but like COD, that doesn't happen too much because the levels are. Like even our big levels are, are relatively small, um, mm. right? Or at least the experience is short, right? Like say it's a vast, but you're in a vehicle, so you're moving through the space really quick, right? So you're always seeing new things if it's really big, but it's not like, it's not slow. Um, right. Is Was was there, um, uh, at your time working on the Call of Duties, was there uh, ever a level where they wanted to their objective was really hard. Like the 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 creative or game director's objective was really hard to accomplish, um, and either you scrapped it or you or it just took forever to do. Um, some sometimes, but not really. Like it wasn't really like oh, this is hard to establish. Like like the worst thing is is when the director's idea. So like okay, I'll give you one example. I think I could talk about it because the game's out. It's been out for like over ten years, so. <laughs> um, if there's there's one moment in um Vorkuta, it's at the end and you you uh are taking over this you're escaping a russian uh like camp um and you have to escape on motorcycle right so you get on the motorcycle and we had this giant ramp and you ramp off of the motorcycle in this warehouse through a large window, right? Mm -hmm. And then you kind of are going like, you know, 60 miles an hour or something out of this window. And then you're kind of navigating through these like tra this train yard and then you're escaping, right? Mm -hmm. So that was like the big cinematic showcase. And I don't think it was from creative direction. I think it was from like higher ups. People are like, oh, that's not realistic to like mm -hmm. go jump out of a, to like ramp out of this warehouse window that fast from on a bike, right? Like that's not mm -hmm. something that would, would happen, right? So okay. change it, make it so it's just like a garage door in the back and you just drive out slow, right? Uh -huh. And I was like, that's not fun at all. Like this is, you're going from like an 11 to like a one. Yeah. Like coolness, <laughs> you know? Uh and that I learned something really important. It's really important to like save duplicates of your work, uh -huh. 
right? So like I saved a duplicate of my work and then, you know, changed the map to do exactly what they wanted, right? And like to my best ability, not like, okay, I know this idea is bad, so I'm just gonna half-ass it so I can show them and be like, do you see how bad your idea was, mm -hmm. you know, right? But I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it exact, like do it right, you know? So I did it and then um, showed it to him. And I was like, this, like, is this really, you think this is better? And I had both builds on my dev kit and I just would switch. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is what we had before. And then afterwards he's like, yeah, you're right. This is way worse, you know? But right. I had to show him, right? Like this yeah. is not good. Um, but the the important part was like not half-assing it though. Cause a lot right. of times I've seen people half-ass it and then they put in, you know, they know something's not gonna be good and then they don't do a good job on it. Oh, I see. And because they know it's not gonna be good and that to show the person. And then it just, it just usually reflects poorly on you because the other person who's reviewing your work, right? Like your director is probably like, oh, I know you half-assed this, that's why it's bad. Right, so they say it's bad because you have asked it, not mm -hmm. because it's a bad idea, right? But if you go, well, if you do it to your best and then it's still bad, then they know, okay, well, it's actually the idea that's bad, uh, right? It's not yeah. the, it's not you that's bad and it's not, you know, it's like, oh, that wasn't a good idea. Maybe we should go back to how it was or start over or pick something else. Um, yeah. That's that's interesting because uh, like video games are are, are kind of different from other mediums, other forms of entertainment. Because and even if you've been doing games, you know your whole life, developing, designing, whatever, you don't know one hundred percent how it's going to turn out until you like actually play it. Like you have like an idea of of of, it, of that it's going to be fun or cool or whatever, but you you really can't say for sure until you play it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, yeah. So prototyping, like, like you did there is, yeah, that's, that's like the only way to show people. Yeah. And the example was like good in terms of like, like the reasons why the direction, the direction changed made sense. Right. Like, Oh, that's like kind of unbelievable. Right. It's like mm -hmm. a movie. Um, and it's not like a, you know, it's not grounded enough, but that wasn't what was fun and that wasn't what felt good, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so sometimes things are, you know, fun that aren't necessarily grounded in reality, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, um, you, you know the weird part about games, and and so I I think you have as well. But I, I've worked with people like in the movie industry, uh, in, in like VR and stuff like that, and I, I get like like in movies, yeah, things have to be like believable. You know, you have to you have you have to buy into what's going on. But with with video games, with interactive, it's a little different because the player is doing it. It's like it gives more credibility to what's happening because the player is involved and and they have autonomy. That almost makes up for the believability of something, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought of that that way, but I think you're right. Um, it's like, of course, it's believable. I just did it, right? Like, of course, I, <laughs> I just did the thing. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I'm trying to think of like a moment in a game where it didn't make sense, and um, 
I can't think of one. Uh, I can think of a lot of movies where stuff didn't make sense. Um, but but with games that, yeah, you're like, you are the character. Why wouldn't this be reality, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. And now I'm trying to think, like, oh, is there anything that I've done in a game that didn't make sense? So, so, so the things that happen in games that don't make sense, um, that no one talks about, is, is the, like, why didn't I do that? If I could do this... Why didn't I do that to get out of this situation? That's when games break. Oh, there you go. That, that's a really good example. Um, well, I, I guess a perfect example is when you have, uh, when there's collision, because they don't want you to go to a certain part of the map, but there's nothing there that would make sense to yeah. feed into the collision. Like it's it's like a, 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 you know, like a ladder or something's in the way and now you can't get to, to this whole area of the map or something. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's a different problem with games. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, that's very interesting. Like situations aren't realistic in games, but the mechanics have to be consistent, and the logic has to be consistent of of the mechanics. Yeah, the logic is has to be consistent. I think that's probably the most important thing. Um, because if you if, when you break that consistency, right? Like it just kind of, it's like um, Lord of the Rings, right? Like Gandalf with his eagles, how he calls oh. the eagles. And then they, they take him out of the harm's way or whatever, right? Oh. Um, but it's like, why didn't you just call the eagles and we just fly out to the volcano and throw <laughs> the ring down, right? Like, yeah. why did we go on this entire journey if you could just call the eagles? Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of what it is. I think it's called. Um, there's a term for it. I'm forgetting what the term is called. Deus ex machina. Yes, that's the term. Yeah, it's 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 weird because like so the whole the whole premise of of you know what makes something fun is that they're they're, they're the full rules you know like um, you know set expectations, engagement, tension, discovery, pre all that preceded by a sense of safety. But really, all of that is in service to the world like the world that you're building like you basically you're doing all that to build a world and when you discover more parts of the world that reinvest in that world that's that's kind of what makes something fun but the second you break that world that's where you have the opposite you know mm -hmm. um and uh i'm trying to think of like other examples um my favorite example is is i probably said it before already but the when when Captain America picks up the 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 oh, hammer the Mjolnir, yeah. it's like it's like people that made sense you know like yes we we wanted to see that and we knew it was we knew he was worthy but we, but we didn't see it yet so um, versus when when uh, uh, Lu uh, uh, Luke Skywalker threw away the lightsaber in Episode Eight, it was like oh, gosh, <laughs> That's like the worst thing that i think has happened in like cinema <laughs> right like honestly it's like how can you build like you have decades of of storytelling and then you ruin it in one moment yeah you, um it yeah it, it uh like yeah all the the entire time they spent decades of building the world of 
you know, Luke is the Optimus forever, and even this evil person, Darth Vader, he sees good in, and now, now he doesn't. What? Like, like, yeah. It, so, so, so it definitely it does. It's an injustice to the world, and I think that's what happens when you put when you put a ladder there and you try to make it look like this is why you can't go into this part of the world. Well, it's, I mean, it's not as bad. But... Putting a ladder is not even as bad because at least it, they tried, right? They're like, here's a reason, right? But when it's yeah. invisible, that's when it breaks, right? If you put the yeah. ladder there um, and it's like, well, why can't I climb it, right? Or like move move the, this ladder. Um, yeah, I, I, then the advantage with games is that I feel like a lot of players like accept it you know, um, versus in movies, like when it's scripted entertainment, I think there's a layer of why did the writer do this? Um, like, like, uh, you know, like, I feel like there's a, there's a little more scrutiny um, with movies, but the trade-off is that with movies and stage entertainment, like pro wrestling and stuff like that, you can tell the story you want and you could, you, you, you have full control of all the engagement and tension and all that, you know? Yeah. Um, versus in games is kind of up to the player to do it and hopefully things are if you design it right you know it will it will get to that point but you know you don't control the exact moment of everything yeah um but i think it's it, it's it's more of like oh you, usually i think when i'm when i find like a wall that's like invisible or, or something I'm trying to break the game, uh, you know? So it's like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, that's my fault because I'm trying to break this game, right? Like, I'm trying to do something that, like, it's obvious that the, the designers don't want me to do. Uh, uh, so I think that's why it's a little bit more forgiving, right? Because it's like, you know, I'm... I'm trying to actively make my experience not what they wanted. Right. Yeah. Um, versus actually, actually now I can think of a good example. Um, what was that? It was an Epic three game series where you made a bunch of choices that branched everywhere. Oh, and Mass Effect. Yeah, Mass Effect. Yeah, and then at the end, nothing mattered. And you're like, <laughs> this sucks, this is the worst. Uh, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, I, I think in that case, the usually I'm on the side of the game developer because I, I get what the game developers go through. But in this case, this was justified, <laughs> the audience. Because um, if you're making the user, if you're if you're encouraging them to make choices, and I and I and I, I, I haven't played through them, but um, I heard that that it was encouraged that like the more different choices you make, the different ending you would have. Yeah, uh, that was their whole buildup, right? Like, like, like the game saved your choices over three games. Right? <laughs> Carried your save file over three games in a row, right? Yeah. Uh, so you're thinking, oh my god, like this is going to be the best payoff ever. I yeah. attached a new ending into the game, but no one cared at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they already uh, they already ruined it. <laughs> uh, 
yeah yeah especially if your game is is if that if that is the 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 driving force is the the unique endings and your choices then that's the that's the expectation that the players have and once you once you kind of go you know below their expectations the the discovery moment is there's no discovery moment you know it's just it's like um well, yeah there's no payoff yeah the payoff is just worse than the entire duration of the thing right like yeah, there needs to be some sort of reward for going through three games. Um, but yeah, I don't know why they uh, why they they chose to do that. I think it was like a like an fu though. I think they did it on purpose. Like, oh, this is going to subvert their expectations, right? Oh, really? Yeah. So so they thought, you know, oh, okay, I'm going to do a change of expectations right at the end, right? But it's not. Yeah really a good change of expectations because the the thing like if you change expectations the important part is it has to be you have to fulfill their current expectations and then give them more yeah it's not subverting their expectations like in in a negative way right it's like oh it's like it's like you bought it's like you go to the store, right, and you want uh, to buy some ice cream, right? Uh-huh. And then you get home and you open the ice cream and it's actually doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> right? like, like, it's funny, right? <laughs> like, if that happened to you, you'd be really upset. <laughs> you'd be like, yeah. Thing ever. Right? Yeah. Because you, you paid money for it, right? Like, you went... You said, this is what I want. This place is promising to give me what I want, right? So mm-hmm. it's a action. And then you go, and they not only don't give you what you want, they give you the complete opposite of what you wanted. Yeah. And, right. yeah, and, and so my, so like, and I think that's the biggest thing is that there's a, there's a huge difference between surprise and discovery. Because discovery means that this is true and real to the world, like what would happen, you know? Um, surprise is Star Wars Episode Eight. <laughs> is is like, ha, you didn't think we'd kill, you know, that the big evil tall guy so soon, did you? We got you there. You're like, okay. Yeah. But now the world doesn't make sense, you know? Yeah, the world. Or like, yeah, the, none of the prior buildup makes sense at all, all right? Like, because because the yeah. whole thing was right everyone's everyone wanted right like like what they're buying with their time was mm-hmm. i want to discover who that tall guy is yeah who is he why is he important is he related to ray is he uh related to to a skywalker right like yeah who, who is he what's his story how did he get there um how did kylo end up uh following him yeah right? why did he leave Hans and Leia, right? Like, those are the questions people were wanted answers, and they're like, "Okay, cool. I'm gonna give you my money and time, so you can answer those questions." And I'm I'm here for it, right? Yeah. And literally answered none of those questions. <laughs> they, they said, "Okay, like, like there's a huge and and I think that was like a disconnect to the audience." Yeah. Right. Like there was no. Um, 
It was like they didn't care about their base at all. They didn't care about the franchise, their base, what they were building. Yeah. And the the thing that, that kind of really makes me mad is no one stopped it. Like, how many people saw the movie, read the script, uh, mm-hmm. was in the editing room, and was like, no, we can't do yeah. that. Like, what and, are we doing? Yeah. And well, the, and and we're just talking about two moments. There was like ten moments in that movie that actively destroyed the series. But uh, but that's a very good point that you bring up because I feel like I think I I think th- so. Here here's why I wanted to write my book about what makes something fun because I wanted to lay out you know the tenets of make that makes a good product for customers of uh, makes a fun product for customers based off of my you know almost twenty years in game development um, and. What I think, my, obviously I wasn't in the room, but I think what happens is people, I think uh, because it's not well-defined the difference between surprise and discovery, I've never really heard that in in any of my research. I think people conflate the two. And I think the director, Rian Johnson, um, said, I'm going to surprise everyone. And 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 thinking that that was going to be fun <laughs> for for a lot of people. Um, and the thing is, like, yes, you want you want a discovery. You want that surprise isn't always good though. Um, discovery is good because it, it 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 reinvests and it reveals more about the world. This well, did well, the opposite. A, yeah, yeah. So so like like surprise and discovery are, are different things. But the the thing that I think was missing from from it was a fulfillment on a promise. Yeah. Right. Like, like you have to fulfill the player's promise, right? Like if I'm making a first person shooter game and I'm like, surprise, there's no guns. And there's, no <laughs> shooting, right? like, there's actually no shooting at all. Like you can't kill people. Um, it's a rhythm game and you play it uh, with your feet and it's actually DDR, but I'm going <laughs> to and sell it as a shooter. Right. Yeah. Well, if I buy it and I want to shoot her, what? And I get DDR, I'm gonna be really upset, right? Yep. Um, but they're like, "Oh, see what I did? I tricked, I got you." And it's yeah. Like, well, you, it's it's like what was there was a game that actually did this, that did like they 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 sold it as something that it wasn't, and it was like, "Oh, this is why it's getting bad reviews." Oh man, I knew it was. But there was a game and it was like, oh, we're gonna sell it as this thing, and then you get it, and it was not what you're expecting. It was like it was like a game that was um like sold as like I think it was sold like um I mean this is actually a bad example, right? This is a real bad example. Um this isn't the game that I'm thinking of, right? But it's similar in terms of um, like there is a game, I'm not even gonna say, say the game because the example's so bad and people would be mad at me, but um, uh-huh. but let's just say that there's a game that's sold as a, a survival horror game, uh-huh. right? And then it gets, it's actually like a third person shooter action game because it's not scary at all. Dino Crisis? <laughs> kind of like Dino Crisis, kind of like Dino okay. Crisis, right? But Dino Crisis, I think, sold what they wanted, right? Like, like they sold. You're gonna go shoot dinosaurs, yeah, 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 zombies, right? Like, yeah. 
you know, um, Dino Crisis 2 is a little bit more action-based. But it's like, okay, uh, like, I'll forgive it, right? But um, but just that that kind of feeling, you're like, what? Oh, yeah. it's like, um, L.A. Noir is a good example, right? People expected it to be GTA in the 30s. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's what people expected it to be. And that's kind of what it was marketed as. And then when you got it, you're like, oh, this is like a visual novel detective game with really high production quality. But it's 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 more of a detective game. It's all about, you know, uh, answering questions and asking questions and having these conversations and detecting if people are lying, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like an interactive movie or something. Yeah. Right? But when you bought it, you're thinking, oh, man, I'm going to have, like, a Tommy gun, and I'm gonna go kill bad guys, right? Yeah. As a detective, and just like take down gangs, right? You were expecting mafia when you bought Ali Noir. You were expecting mafia, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, oh, okay. And then like the same thing with Mafia. Th- mafia Three kind of fell into it, right? Like Mafia Three is a great game, but because it wasn't about an Italian mob, people who wanted that like gangster italian gangster narrative mm-hmm. like, oh this isn't what i want like this story is about uh you know it's a revenge story about a black guy who came back from nam it's about a nam war vet and mm-hmm. he's taking over a city right and you're like okay well this is a very different thing like the gameplay was the same right but and the game is great the game is really good i just think that the people it was it was kind of branded wrong yeah um you know if they said oh this is a you know like a a gangster story right instead of like a mob story i think people would have liked it right they would have got a different market yeah yeah but 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 uh but to your point of, of setting expectations the the newest ghostbusters that came out that was very much aligned to the world that the ghostbusters set up in the 80s like it was all about like Egon and it was about what happened. There's, there's a lot of continuity. And I think, I think that's why it was better received um, because it was like the same story in the same universe versus the Ghostbusters that came out a few years ago. That was not in the same world or the same universe. Um, it, I, but and the, the style was different because it was more improv um, versus uh versus the, the the style of the original which was kind of a little a little it was less less improv <laughs> I don't know if there's a name for it but uh, it was written, a little more a little more uh, straight yeah like written jokes but they yeah had- yeah but anyway going back to your point yeah I, I so with with, with the, the new Star Wars movies they didn't they didn't hit the expectations um at all of the of the audience and I think I think one not understanding the difference between discovery and surprise is big, but two, uh, I feel like there's something that I learned in design school that I agree with to some point, but I think it kind of loses its legs when you start getting into more technical answers. And uh, what I learned was that you know the most important thing about your art is you have to know how to defend your art. And I think that's probably what happened with Star Wars is the director defended his vision, but there's no there's no design law anywhere that says this is fun, this is not. And 
Um, and I think, I think he defended his vision well, obviously, because it came out <laughs> and it was shown all over the world. So he defended it to Disney and all that stuff, his artistic vision. But if there, if there, if um, my book would have been out, <laughs> um, they would have shown that like, oh no, there's a difference between discovery and surprise. And you're just surprising the audience. You're not creating authentic discovery moments that build onto or reveal more of the world that the people expect to see. Yeah. I mean, that that's a really good good point. I think that um, the defense is is fine, but I think he probably got in an emperor's new clothes situation. Oh, interesting. Where like like this is what makes bad anything when people can't be honest about what they're making, mm. and when who who so, so there's two points, right? So there's I can't be honest about what I'm making because I don't want my feelings hurt. Or I don't want to hurt other people's feelings, right? Yeah. So, like, let's just say if, if you're a creative director, right, and you have an idea, it's horrible, right? It's the worst idea ever. And I want, uh, you know, I'm an aspiring designer. I want a, a promotion, right? I don't want to mm -hmm. make you mad. So I'm going to be like, that's the best idea ever. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to just butter you up because it doesn't matter, right? Like, mm -hmm. like the corporate structure of, things right like like we're not making an art house game right we're mm -hmm. making mass market consumable things right so sometimes it just doesn't matter what the end product is right because everyone is not taking ownership of it right it's like i'm just yeah. a cog right it doesn't matter yeah. like my opinion doesn't matter so i'm just either gonna i like like there's no gain for me telling the creative director that idea is bad yeah Right, like, like the only gain that could happen from it is the director listens, right, and is like, "Oh, you know what? I agree with you. Let's change it. Uh, you know, we'll we'll make the game better, right?" Yeah. But that's usually usually that results in more work from you, right? <laughs> like yeah. I have to work harder for the better idea usually, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, okay, so but um, that's great for the project, but not for me. Right. At the end of the day, it probably won't affect the sales. Right. Mm -hmm. But if I say, hey, this idea is the best thing ever, I get a promotion. Let's say I get a pay raise that's like an extra, like, you know, 10 grand a year or something that like directly increases my life. Right. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, I get an extra, uh, you know, thousand bucks a month. You know, okay, cool. Now I don't have to worry about. You know, I can eat better food, or I can go to a better gym, or I could do whatever. You know, mm -hmm. buy games, right? Or maybe I can, you know, get like like it literally has positive impacts on your life, right? So because of of that, and if you know that you're in a culture where, you know, um, saving people like saving face is more important than making something good, mm -hmm. right? Because you can also, like, say if I say, oh, your idea is bad. We get in an argument. The argument escalates into, like, a shouting match or something, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm trying to defend this idea, right? I'm like, no, I have a better idea. Listen, right? Yeah. And I'm trying to do that. He's like, I have a better idea. You're fired. <laughs> yeah. Now, now what? Now, okay, now I'm looking for a new job somewhere, and now I have a reputation yeah. of being you know, troublesome. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Whoever, 
in that creative director position probably has more connections than you, right? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. of course, they're going to be like, oh, no, my idea was fine. He just didn't understand it. He's just too stupid, right? Like, yeah. like those are, like, the worst-case scenarios, right? And the mm -hmm. risk-reward, right, doesn't make any sense for someone to be like, oh, yeah, that idea is bad, mm -hmm. right? The only reward there is if everyone is aligned with the project being the most important thing. Yeah. Then people can listen and be like, oh, yeah, you're right, right? But when whose idea is the most important thing, that's the second part of it, then it's the worst, right? Because then it doesn't yeah. matter what the idea is. If it's a good idea, right? You can have like a billion dollar idea. It doesn't matter if it's not coming from the right person. Right, right? yeah. So, you know, I, I think that's, that's what makes design the most, uh, like I don't want to say the most important thing, but like, um, like you have to build the culture. Culture is the most important thing. Yes. For designers, uh, that's pretty much the point I'm trying to make, right? Like, if you get the culture wrong, then you're you're screwed, right? And I could see that the opposite culture is also bad too, where everyone argues everything, because mm -hmm. then you can't make any progress because everyone's just arguing. Yeah. Um, want to you know be be balanced um yeah it's tough because you need to you need to create a culture where um the, the thing is like with with artists and creatives like like we just established earlier the creatives are intrinsically more introverted and a little more sensitive because they they have to be sensitive they need to be able to feel all these emotions to 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 present them to the audience to make the audience feel those emotions um but the thing is, as a leader, as a creative lead, you have to give direction so people know what they're doing, but then listen and create a psychologically safe space so people feel free to say when ideas are bad or how things could be improved. It's a very, it's a very tough balancing act that that is that um, I don't see too often. <laughs> yeah, it's rare, and it's like, but I think it's also because people don't care enough to have these conversations, right? They're like okay, let's talk about what makes this game cool, right? Or, oh, did you play this thing? Or, like, did you get to this boss, right? It's not like, how do we make our work life better? Right? Yeah. Like, I never heard that <laughs> before in the office, right? Like, it's, it's rare. Yeah. Right? Um, and then usually it ends up, oh, if this person did better at this, right? And then it turns into a pointing the finger match and you know everyone loses yeah right um because there's only one of you but each person has two hands right so yeah but you know who loses most of all who the user yeah they they do but uh i mean i think i think people there's so much good games right now. Like, <laughs> I think they'll 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 be fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, all right. I I think I think we're at time. Um, all right. But this is this is really cool. I think we I think we talked. I think we got we made. I think we changed the world a little bit with. Um, we changed the world. And yeah. Uh, 
an hour long conversation. Perfect. Yeah, not bad. You have to top it next week somehow. I don't know. Kind of hard. All right. Thanks so much for listening. To find out more about me, including where to find my book, you can visit me at harbingerofun.com. See you next episode.